Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 161, episode 3 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Wednesday, November 25th, 2020, 56 days until January 20th. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Daily, Daily, Daily Zeitgeist from the comforts of home. Day. Don't miss a day, don't miss a day, don't miss a daily zeitgeist from the comfort of home. One fuck, two fuck, three <laughs> fuck all. Daily zeitgeist from the comforts of home. Fuck Ben Shapiro and all Republicans. Daily zeitgeist from the comfort of home. That is courtesy of J Music at, or at J Music Chicago. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray. Hello, hello, my baby. Hello, my love gray. Hello, my ragtime gal. Send me a spliff by wire. Baby, my joint's on fire. Okay, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and the solstice, Hannah Ram McView on Discord. I think that's you, right? He's using different names on Discord. Thanks for that one of, uh, was that, Michigan J Frog? That interesting yeah. caricature. Very mm, culturally mm. sensitive caricature. Mm. That made me wonder, is Michigan J. Frog smoking a blunt? And because doesn't Michigan J. Frog always have a cigar? Or am I yeah. thinking of Gratcho Mark? But what's, I mean, was his whole thing like he was actually dead? Like, you know, like I remember the whole bit was him was like he would be in a shoebox. And then like oh, something would right? be animated. Yeah, like before all the dubber, 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 you be shit. When he was just <laughs> right. like on Looney Tunes, I remember it would always bum me out. Because I'd be like, yo, what's this one thing? It's just a floppy dead frog who's like just acting all, anyway. Shout out and then to they'd Michigan. electrocute him, and he'd pop up. Uh, I, a, I, I I can't remember. You know, like this is this is not a, a good <laughs> podcast about the lore of Looney Tunes. So. Here's some half remembered <laughs> science history. I'm pretty sure yeah. that they first learned about like the electrical nature of like muscle, uh, how like charges go through our muscles by electrifying a frog leg and seeing it like twitch. Oh so. right. Easy. So that's probably what that's a reference to. Yeah. Hey, Miles, <laughs> we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of the very faces on Mount Zeitmore. Legend. She is the legend, the hilarious, the talented Lacey Mosley. Yes. Hey. Oh, that was What's such a nice up? introduction. Oh. Yeah, I take all course. the compliments I can get these days. It's 2020. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think the compliments will ever stop for you, Lacey, to be honest. <laughs> to be frank. Uh, how well, are I'm you? I'm thirsty for them. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. We have plenty, we have plenty of, of water here. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually okay right now, which uh, feels... I take it day by day. I get up every day and I just... it's. The interesting thing about 2020 that I really love about it is I no longer will be unprepared for bad news because like right. anything can happen in 2020. I'm like, oh, OK, that makes sense. It's 20. 20- right. Like, it's fine. I remember I saw an article that was talking about how Tupac Shakur didn't approve mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Donald Trump's like latest something. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. Tupac's back alive. Oh, well, mm. that makes sense. And it was actually his <laughs> brother. But I was like, Tupac anything has can a happen. Also yes, named Tupac? No, I think he's three <laughs> so, Pac, right? So they they said Tupac Shakur, and then you know they put a real small like brother. You know they be trying to <laughs> bait oh, <right>. you. 
By the way, I get I shit for it. making dad jokes. And Miles just said three Pac Shakur, and he's not going to get any shit for that. Come on. Oh, yeah, I, do. I let it ride. I let it ride. Trust me. It, it came in the form of people just like not acknowledging how cringe it was. You're like, uh huh, and going on. <laughs> like, let me just that say that shit me in the corner. Comfortable, but yeah. we- <laughs> we're just going to keep it moving. Yeah, so, yeah. Jack, yeah, where 20... do you file the complaints at the, at the Daily Zeitgeist? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> at right. One of us, I think, is how mm-hmm. that works. The mm-hmm. thing with the all of the um, uh, the bad news, I'm trying to think: is there truly anything you feel you could hear and you wouldn't be prepared for it? Like if no. they said, like if Beyonce was was doing the little tunchi route and suddenly maggot it up, could you have? Would you have been able to prepare for that? Do you think you could handle something like that? Because I feel like there are. Oh, wow. So what would you do? How would you let that roll off your back? (laughs) Like you. So in the same way, should we not be surprised? I I guess that would be the same thing where like you were like, hey, y'all make America great again. I'm like, "Ah, guys, we know. Y'all don't know. It was a scam from the beginning. How close I've been to selling MAGA merch, okay? The money <laughs> is there to be made. Like, when Obama was running for president, I remember I was like, I couldn't vote. So I was like, let me give me a little Hope Hope shirt. Let me give me a little change, yeah, change yeah. Uh, merch, little drip, right? But Trump supporters go above and beyond. They got earrings, shoes, bras, That's shirts, true. panties, flags. Like, you name it, they got it. And I'm like, bro, I could be making so much money. All I have to do is start being like, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's funny because whenever you see those uh, footage of the MAGA rallies, there is always like the one hustling black person who's like, yeah, man, come on, get this Trump merch. And they're like, they're like, I know you are purely there because this is your hustle. Like you don't because you see what it is and you're like, I can buy these cheap ass flags. I send them for a 3000 percent markup uh, and I'm killing it. And then they want to buy for me because I'm the one black person here that makes them feel good about their racism. It, it's a win win situation. Right. Smart. And they got boring ass phrases like make the libs cry. I'm like, I could come up with some fire phrases for y'all. Get some flavor yeah. out there on these shirts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gave Joe Biden leg 2020 for free. So, you know, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but yeah, Triggered no, I won't much do it. libs. Uh, while while we, we, we do have uh, the scam goddess in our midst and we were talking before we started recording about. Scams that I I was not aware of of how you uh, scammed the police into not pulling you over is yeah. with the yeah. so mm-hmm. you you mentioned I I had heard of like you donate to the local sheriff and get like a little bumper sticker but you were saying there's like a foolproof uh, platinum it's standard not, it used to be right like in the nineties okay. the KMA three six seven license plate holder was the fucking like the way a lot of people just like if you were, like uh, have a firefighter in your family you could put the LAFD sticker on and sometimes they'll be like all right you know and I've uh, shout out to my homegirl Brittany who her uh, father's a firefighter. I feel like they never had any problems. I mean, they're also white, but also they they were driving (laughs) recklessly at times, and I was impressed. But the license plate holder, it all kind of came out because it would be a thing like you could buy at the police academy store. And so that would say like you're affiliated with a police officer. And so back then the optics were like, okay, someone with that license plate holder, maybe you would give a second thought to pulling over. I mean, publicly they're like, we, you know, that doesn't do a damn thing if you have it. But I also know... Uh, and I'm not going to make it hot for this person, but somebody I went to high school with, their dad gave a lot of money to the LAPD because uh, they wanted to, you know, have as much, you know, be able to maneuver the legal system as much as possible. And whatever this thing was, was they got like this badge that was like commemorative of giving to this, you know, benevolent police society of LA kind of thing. And I 
like I know for a fact my friend used that to get out of being pulled over. Like they like they went in their like glove a badge box and in had their a, wallet. Yes, it was like in a leather bound thing and whatever. I've to this day I don't know Just what it was. That shit. It's like the Ring of Power, but like white people have it, and you're like, what? <laughs> what is this? Uh, and you know, it was just in and out. And I, I was like, Dang, your car was stinking like the, like, you know, <laughs> the loud Pacquiao and you still got, were able to move on. So yes, there's, there's well, I want to say to all the people out there who can't afford to donate to the murderous police, may I suggest buying a th- thin blue line bumper sticker like I'm going to do. And <laughs> <laughs> have everybody looking at you fucking crooked in this city. Crazy. Like, Yo, my car might get keyed, but yeah, I won't you can be get a killed viral by tweet. the police. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I have such a visceral take. reaction whenever I see that now because I'm like, oh my God. I do too. I literally tried to take a photo of one yesterday, but that motherfucker would stop moving. I think he saw it because I was just <laughs> like, what? Yeah. I was like, the audacity in LA County to have a thin blue line. like that, And also like... All the racist like promos and stuff are always just biting off cool black people things that they think are fun. Like thin blue line, where did that right. come? Like you know, like come on, y'all, come up with some hot <laughs> shit. I mean, right. that flag's oh, kind of cute though. So, <laughs> isn't it like the Punisher like, sure. with like an American flag kind of blue? Yeah, remember James Harden yeah. was wearing it into the yeah, ball. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, he, didn't he didn't know. He didn't know. Yeah, he, he was like, like oh, that no, shit I cool. Look fucking sick. <laughs> like, damn. What a blessing <laughs> yeah, to be that disconnected. Texas. Yeah. Spending but just in general, too, where like none of that iconography like enters your consciousness. And like because right. it's true, but I feel be- like nowadays you have to tell people like, oh, you know what that means, right? You know what this right. means, right? Wait, it's a right. smurf right. with a green hat? Oh, okay. So uh you're about nuclear proliferation. Man. So to be a black man and not know what that flag means, like you rich, rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm sorry. I, the 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 plight of working people has not entered my consciousness for nigh on a decade now. <laughs> he did just turn down a whole lot of money, so yeah, he's doing all right. Um, <laughs> all right, let's uh, tell the people what we're talking about, and then we'll get to know you a little bit better. Uh, Roger Stone has entered uh, the national consciousness once again. Uh, now that he has been pardoned, he is doing the Lord's work and potentially uh, tampering with, not tampering with, but uh, affecting the upcoming Senate runoff in Georgia. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about where Laura Ingram's at um, with her acceptance, uh, mm-hmm. with her stages of grief. Um, we will talk about those Quaid clips, uh, Randy Quaid. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the coming virus checkpoints in New York City. There is a new scam where rich people are buying uh, second passports to countries that I think they made up called like Cyprus and shit. I don't, I've never heard of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and we'll talk about Trump's presidential library uh, if we have the time. But first, Lacey, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Okay, so I'm not going to say... <laughs> Miles just texted me something rude. Um, I'm not going to say the person's name because it's a, a private citizen, but I was Googling this girl that I've never met because I've been going down Instagram rabbit holes just when oh, I have no. free time. And so one of my friends posted this picture of this girl. He's a guy. He posted a photo of the girl and he put six years and a heart. And then I was like, 
okay, is she dead? Are y'all together? Like, what? <laughs> like, and I didn't want to ask in the comments. And so I'm like, let me look at the comments. They're going to tell me. The comments are all people like hearts. And I'm like, okay, so she must be dead. So then right. I went on her Twitter. It was locked. I was like, damn. I went on Instagram. It was locked. I Googled her because I was like, then I'll see the funeral home arrangements. And then there was no <laughs> funeral home arrangements. So that went on LinkedIn. I was like, she's not updating. So maybe she dead still. And then I saw she had posted something from 2019 on Facebook. So I was like, well, it can't be six years since she died. Yeah, and right. I was like, I thought this man was single. And... <laughs> Because <laughs> <laughs> he had been flirting with me a little bit. So I was like, I thought yeah. he was single. What? Hey, Six dead to years. him. Dead to him. <laughs> That's I, I do kind of appreciate his uh keeping it vague so like people yeah. can't can't figure out exactly what he's saying, but he gets points for like yes. acknowledging their relationship. Oh my god. Uh, like I was like, I want to click in the comments and be like, sorry for your loss or congratulations. I'm confused. Right. <laughs> They're like, thank you. And it's like, what? Well, which one? What? <laughs> thank you. He yes. He never tells you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's a, man. Going through those rabbit holes, it's funny because especially when I would fall in love with people on Instagram, like this is like 2010, 2011. Like you're like, I just need a photo and one thing to create a whole narrative about how we will be in love. <laughs> and then you will see like you'll go through past things. And I remember one person I was crushing on they did have like a, a a boyfriend pass away and like there was a post like that and I went back they were like high school sweethearts and it was like it kind of changed my whole like weird parasocial love affair through Instagram and I was like this is tragedy I'm gonna leave this person alone they don't need me to meddle even though I've never reached out I've, I've, <laughs> I've done enough here <laughs> <laughs> they can feel uh, they can feel my care yeah, they can feel. yeah yeah what is uh what's something you think is overrated Lacey overrated the crown um it's honestly frankly is boring (laughs) um they just have a fantastic director and am i watching it yes will i continue absolutely but is the concept like boring as hell like i every time there's a scandal i'll look it up since it's based on you know loosely based on the real crown and the scandal will be like he was caught canoodling and then everyone said that he broke the moral code and i'm like what or there's like a whole episode about a place setting there were several shots of someone cleaning the chair and i was like y'all <laughs> it's the crown boring <laughs> are those i was i was reading about how like there the juxtaposition of like class consciousness is like the different like a big difference from like the past ones where everything sort of seemed like whimsical tales of like royalty like this one has like more shots of like like the working people of like the UK juxtaposed with like the, you know, Royal family and things like that to kind of underscore like how sort of dark and dreary things were, especially with Thatcher, but I haven't the, seen it. Plus I just the don't latest you know, season has more shots. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. The latest one, like, cause right. it's more, you know, Thatcher or Diana focused. And this one yeah. has Diana in it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I just, I, in general, I'm just not as intrigued by it. So I'm, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that you're like, you're still, still keep watching it a little dry. But enough to keep you going. Well, it's colonizer porn. That's probably why you're not interested in it. It's like, oh, look. And also, they're scammers. But I love like Pocahontas. Whole... <laughs> <laughs> he does. Miles always challenges us at every creative meeting that we have to paint with all the colors of the wind. Yeah. Before we start, guys. No, but I... 
I was just gonna say the last thing is the royal family are scammers and that's what I realized from watching The Crown is like they have no use they are completely unnecessary and they're a drain on the UK's resources and money and so in order to like keep their scam up they gotta like look old timey they basically gotta be walking paintings that show up and mm-hmm. be like look we're, oh, oh we're, shit we're the walking old. painting <laughs> the walking paintings oh my god they're history they're live history so if they get too modern or too interesting or make any opinions they piss some people off and then everybody be like hey wait a minute why right. do they right. give them money <laughs> Right, yeah. exactly. Because I'd imagine if like Prince Charles pulled up in like a two tone Fubu jersey and like a fitted hat, and like <laughs> like suddenly they'd be like, I don't know, are they Something's taking it seriously? Off. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like, are they just? Niggas it just seems Prince like they're people. They're just like the Windsors now. We don't really got to do much else. <laughs> but I do feel like they invented the whole celebrity kind of culture that we now use to distract ourselves. Like they were just. They, it's strange that it went this way, but they just like structurally created celebrities for the whole country to like gather behind and give a shit about. And then Mm -hmm. America made it so that like they uh, could also be like do interesting things and be good looking. And that's like where celebrity culture came from. But like a lot of the shit, like the paparazzi, like the, Mm. uh, you know, all that shit started, started over there. There's like entire careers of people called like Royal watchers, uh, who just like pay attention to everything that these boring ass people did. Yeah. They were the first Kardashians, but like not as hot and much more boring. (laughs) Far fewer Mm. sex tapes. Thank God. Uh, oh yeah, we what, don't want those tapes. <laughs> do you think Speak like for yourself? Right. I mean, in the modern <laughs> you world, see Queen Elizabeth getting her fuck on. I will I didn't say, say they. I want to see. I want to see her getting her Phillip. fuck on. I want to <laughs> see Philip. Philip fucks. Yeah, unfortunately, there's an episode where <laughs> Philip is like, "You look rather tall today," and she's like, "Do I?" And he's like, "Well, there's two solutions: you put on some heels, or you get on your knees." And she's like, "Cancel my engagement." And I was like, "Y'all really, really? got Queen Elizabeth out here giving the sloppy tappy?" <laughs> yeah, come here, your highness. I want the sloppy yappy. <laughs> <laughs> I love wild. it. <laughs> I love Bring in the throat too. goat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm but leaving. I feel like that's why, uh, like Princess Diana and Meghan Markle are like so. They like cross over. They were like so they could be celebrities on their own, and they like managed to be part of the royal thing. So like they are. Uh, Super. That's why they both tore the charged. family apart. Yeah. There's so much drama around them because they're like, "Who are these sexy ass bitches? Didn't we tell y'all to go get some plain face women <laughs> right. from around the corner in Scotland? Where, where right, did right, this right. fine ass by bringing from? in? Yeah, by bringing in actual celebrities that like makes them look bad because it's like you have the good looking friend next to them and it's yeah, like, that oh yeah, wait, why do we pay attention to you guys? Um, right. What is uh? What's something you think is underrated, Lazy? I'm 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 in a big Netflix wave right now, so you're gonna get a lot of Netflix takes. Mm-hmm. It's catching on now and it's getting popping, but Queen's Gambit. 
Uh, yeah. Yes, I almost didn't watch it because I was like, oh, more white lady TV. And <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, I love chess. Like I haven't played in years, but when I was a kid, I would play with my dad. And as I grew up, someone said this on Twitter, and I was like, damn, maybe my dad did scam me because my dad taught me how to play chess, and then we would play against each other, and he always be like, want to bet? And I'd be like, yeah, I bet twenty dollars. He's like, I bet you watch my golf clubs, and I always had to watch his golf clubs. I was bad at chess. <laughs> Yeah, wait, Lacey, I played with you. I don't know if you were playing the same because I remember the way you were moving the rook around the board. I was like, that's... Oh, no, the uh... rook can do everything. The rook can do everything. (laughs) You ain't know that? That's a grandmaster. That's a whole grandmaster new rule that people don't know about, but the rook can do anything. Oh, which which grandmaster did you study under? Uh, Grandmaster Flash? Flex. (laughs) (laughs) Fat Five Freddy? They taught me everything I know about chess. You don't even need a king for real. Like if that nigga go down, you can keep playing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who said that. Yeah. He's still got pieces left. Um, yeah, you still got pieces her. left. I, like, I hate playing with her. Okay. Yeah, they basically they just created a like rock star chess expert. Like that. Yeah, and that's I, sort of the idea behind the show. But I love it because it it is does give me second wave feminism vibes. But it is like there's a moment in the show where the girl is signing up for her first competition, and the men are like, "Oh, uh, you're not ready for that. What's your rating?" Blah blah blah. She's like, "I want to be in that tournament." They're like, "But nobody ever does that." There, she was like, "Is it against the rules?" <laughs> and they were like, "No." Yeah. She's like, "Put me in there, bitch." Anyways, I'm gonna go take just, my <laughs> drugs. <laughs> so that's the one thing. If you're in recovery or yeah, trying, oh, yeah, trying to get sober is very. Very triggering because she and, takes drugs that make her better at chess. Oh, like, come just on, like man. stress drugs, and yes. I won the tournament. <laughs> yes. Also, like when she gets clean, it's not realistic because it's like she goes on a full fucking bender for like what seems to be a month, and then she just gets clean, and it's like yeah. she would have had withdrawal. There would have been a bad period of like feeling horrible. So, like yeah. if you, yeah, if you're dealing with substance abuse issues or or just not even issues, but like you know the challenge of the quarantine is pushing everybody hard right now. So. So yeah. maybe don't watch Queen's Gambit because that shit makes drugs look fun. I was like a chess board on the ceiling. Lit. Yeah. Where yeah. the yeah. <laughs> Like that's the way to play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although there is somebody who dies of alcoholism uh, or like dies of what, what's the disease that turns your eyes yellow? Oh, hepatitis. Jaundice? Hepatitis. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Dies and of hepatitis actually... from alcoholism, but they don't like dwell on it. They're just like, ah, shit. And then just like move right, forward. Right, they're like, oops. Well, uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but Jack, that did make me think of the episode that we had where we talked about people randomly dying um, in the Dominican Republic. Because oh, it was like they right. were on vacation. So they kind of made it right. like that vacation death we talked about. Where it's like, oh, you having lots of fun and then you die. So y'all yeah. watch out. <laughs> if you're doing Thanksgiving, don't go too hard on the right, turkey Right, they were in Mexico, right? And that, yep. that when she passes away. I would I would now that I know what I know that aka now that I read one book about the history of the CIA uh I would I would assume that she was murdered by the CIA. They go. have a heart attack. They have a heart they attack. They sent in gun. a jackal. Yeah, they were yeah. just like she's too she's too powerful. We have to take somebody she loves out. The tertiary option. Yeah. Yes. You got to do it undercover, you send in the jackals. <laughs> oh man. I can't. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, let's talk about Roger Stone. He is back. 
in the in the <laughs> national of, yeah. story, in the shadows. Sort of. I guess yeah. we don't know. Who knows? It's, it's always he, murky. Yeah, uh, I was just talking off mic about the CIA book and the uh, or no, on mic, I guess, uh, and the history of just like all the behind the scenes dirty ass tricks that the Republican Party pulls and Roger Stone right in the mix always. Yeah, he's yeah. always down for the fuckery. Uh, yeah. He's just you know. Right now, we were talking uh, yesterday about how we weren't sure if if voter suppression or actual Republican infighting happening in Georgia, because on one level, you're like, okay, they're just going to rip each other apart. And if Democrats turn up, it should be uh, decisive. But then on the other hand, I was like, is this voter suppression? Because that's the kind of shit that would have most people being like, look, they're tearing each other up. All we Only a couple of us need to show up, and then maybe the special election is decided. Yeah. Uh, but now... It's starting to become a little bit more clear, like what's happening. But the problem in Trump world is that it, there's always one side that has like a goal with what the, the misinformation they're putting out, but they don't. But they have a problem having the base understand that it's just a tactic and not the gospel truth. So right now, r- there's a group tied to Roger Stone and Eric Prince, actually, uh, called the Committee for American Sovereignty. They st- they were involved with it in 2016. They like started it because they were all in on uh, get this. Uh, at the time of the 2016 election, they were trying to attempt uh, to suppress the black vote by, you know, putting out uh, these stories about how Bill Clinton had a biracial son and all this other shit. So that's where this group sort of started in 2016. Cut to now. They're now the ones who are screaming the loudest about sit the Senate race out in Georgia to show the GOP like they can't just keep like fucking with us, with the Trumpers. And then that'll show them. And they're, so right they're doing is they're hoping that theoretically there'll be enough people supporting this movement that uh, that they're saying like, oh, yes, we will spite spike the election just to fuck over the establishment GOP uh, to try and force like Mitch McConnell and the rest of the party to, you know, have a come to Jesus moment and reject their election results. I mean, now knowing that Pennsylvania is certified, there's like the court route is done like that's yeah, Georgia. It's a wrap. Like it's so you're going to have it's going to it's going to require very fucked up uh, thrashing for this to happen. And their website says, quote, if we can do this, we have a real chance at getting these rhino senators, Republican in name only, uh, to act on the illegitimate and corrupt election presided over by a Democrat party that is that is invested in the communist takeover of our great nation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, And then like so when I was looking on things like Twitter or Parler, Rush Limbaugh. They're all kind of doing the same thing, like where they kind of sound like aggrieved black and like progressive voters who are the the refrain is some version of, oh, so now they need our support to save them. Mm-hmm. But when we need them to do evil racisms, they oh, they forget. OK, well, not today. And right. I'm like, wow, this is so interesting. <laughs> like that the version one version is like we want justice and equality and fairness for all people. And if you keep fucking with us, like we're having problems. This side is like. You are not fucking it up for evil racism enough, and we will take our votes and walk. So it's really, uh, really something else. Right now, the polling seems to suggest, though, that they only have about a single digit of support for this kind of thing. But with with margins like they are already in these states, like that could absolutely decide the Senate runoff. Yeah. And I'm sure it's growing. I mean, I'm sure you guys covered um, that phone call that came into Bill Riley with the very distressed Trump supporter who said he would die for Trump. Um, yeah, I think we did at one point. 
the Republican Party. And he was like crying, bruh. I was like, is this nigga crying? Yeah. Um, you know, but it's because he's he's been deprived of his hatred. You know, he needs three hates a day. And if you Venmo me, we can get him the hate that he needs. But yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> Direct <laughs> but to that's him. not the point. Not the point, though. In all seriousness, there is. it's funny to watch basically four parties being formed where you have, like, your super far left who the more middle left were always moderate left were, like, looking at us crazy. Like, oh, you want us to cancel student debt? Like, you're wild and, like, we need your votes, but you're being wild. And then you have the Republicans who are more conservative who are just like, we want to make as money, much money as possible. We don't really care about racism. Like, yeah, we're racist, but, like, we don't care about it. It's not right. our daily goal. And Money is our god to... at the end of the day, yeah. We right. know it's a bad then... look for us. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Look, we don't want to be canceled, okay? They're like, try but, uh... going to Fashion Week when you're tweeting the N-word constantly. It's not going to happen. Mm. Listen, I don't even have black people working for me. That's how rich I am. So it's like I don't, I don't see them. Um, and then you have your racists who are yes, like— Yes, I have white gardeners. <laughs> that, that's the real flex is when you don't have no people of color working for you yeah, like no they're like, all what? eastern european uh but so and then you have the super far you know crazy wingnut people who are like look i didn't finish high school because i have an alabaster associates and if we don't keep racism alive i can't walk into any room and automatically be better than anybody there who maybe had worked harder than me so right. it's it's but it's weird to see their party start to divide. It's falling apart because they've used them for so long. And I saw during John McCain's presidency when you know everyone was like, "Oh, Obama's a Muslim," and he's or, or not presidency. I mean, his run for candidacy. <laughs> oh my god, candidacy. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, but you don't know like, that you're in that alternate reality where yeah, McCain where and Palin won? And my, and my and I've been with my girl for six years because it's 2025. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> six years, heart. Six don't years, say heart. anything else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say that fire's been burning. I saw John McCain have to put it out so much when he was campaigning and people being like, Barack Obama's a nigger. And then he was like, please don't say that. Like, so, But, they, but he, they also Christ, need their votes. So what happens yeah. now? They need the hillbilly vote. No. He's 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 a Muslim. He's a Muslim. Now, ma'am, ma'am. No. Now only my vice president is allowed to say that. No. Uh, the best was when he's like, no, and she said, no. Back to him. <laughs> no. Because I don't trust him because he's a Muslim. No, ma'am. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. See, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> she was like, I thought this was a safe space. What? Yeah. Like, she's like, what's the call and response? Fuck. Yeah, it's it's really something else to see. I mean, it's it, I, again, and we've talked about this before. It also reveals like the game they're playing. If they're really, if they understand how just how fucked up, you know, obviously the structures of our government are such that you want to keep the Senate, even if it's not working for you. To have a Senate majority makes things easier legislatively. But they're so like on this shit, like I don't care about that because I want to. I'm so I've just become so spiteful and hateful. I just want to ruin the party for these other people because I'm not really that connected with the legislative aspects of it. So it's yeah, you hate and love to see it. I mean, it's it's all you know. We'll all, we'll all see what happens because on one level you think that if they keep saying this shit, there are going to be people who are like just more like, yeah, fuck that. F let's fuck over these establishment GOP people because they didn't upend the results for Trump and not realizing that they're just trying to do that as a tactic to try and get them to the table. 
So well, this I'm, could also be, be a great it. case study for the Democratic Party because if this continues to go in the direction that it is, we'll see the you know racist Republicans separate from their party, and if there's significant damage, it might be an absolute wonderful threat and case study for us to point to to our more moderate Democrats who you know sup- like the ones who tried to rephrase defund the police, the ones who try to step on activist work and make it more appealing to white people. Like we might be able to be like, hey, look over there. If you don't want right. all of us black people and all of us people who actually need you to make change to dissent and destroy your party, you better do what we ask. Yeah. yeah. That would be, that's that would be great if that's I'm, how they took it. I, I feel like the Democrats are even more dug in than uh, the establishment Republicans. Cause, well, if the Republicans I mean, the establishment fall apart. Republicans lost, their, lost control of the party when Trump won the nomination. Yeah. If anything, they're looking at their themselves in a similar position being like, we can't let all this shit on the like the real progressive policy stuff become this party. Like they'll probably do whatever they can to make sure they're controlling the party. But, you know, I think that's yeah. eventually why the the partial blessing of even this fucked up last administration is the amount of people who have been more engaged with how, you know, power works in this country and like mm-hmm. how legislation yeah. works can make hopefully give people the imagination be like well you know what actually if we look at it uh our numbers maybe we can pack our shit and go yeah. somewhere else uh, it woke people say, up and like now now that everybody's paying attention you know the i think on the left the people who are typically democrats who are now paying attention and weren't before are like they're further wow, left. this is yeah they're further left mm-hmm. and the people who are on the right are just like spiraling into a death cult. So I'm hoping that the Democrats don't view it as like that opposite. But like I've I've talked to people who are like establishment like Dems who are just like so angry at like socialists for for like pushing back on on their you know bullshit. Yeah, uh, right. Because they don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. That's the problem with both sides that are, you know, closer to centrist, like the Democrats and the Republicans, the older ones. They're just after money. Both of them, it's a power grab. It's a money grab. So we have issues with both sides of our leaderships at our parties because they're criminals. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're for themselves. And they're not, so, they're not normal working American people. They're not. They're, right. They live in, they, they're, they're processing the reality of this country through a lens that is, does not apply to 98% of, fucking 99.9% of the country. Uh, and I and think so, those old white Dems are like, we tolerate the coloreds and the gays. Like, it's not like they're like, we right. accept them. <laughs> right. Like, I had James Clyburn's family over for Easter three years in a row. <laughs> I will not be called racist. No, sir. And it's frustrating that the things that people on the left are pushing for are things that they're like, no, we believe in that, too. It's just impractical. We can't get it done. And it's just like. Fuck off. Like that that doesn't make sense to me anymore as like an argument because no. I mean we've seen what populism and appealing to it's easy, yeah. people can do. It's easy to right. bullshit like if you go take your car into a mechanic and you don't know shit about a car, it's easy for a mechanic to say a bunch of shit to you and you're like, Oh, okay, so then the I know my car's not running right, but you say I have to do this, that, and the other thing before it starts running right because I don't know. I'm trusting you as the layman. For you to explain that to me. Now people are more engaged. They're like, I'm actually looking at account like where I live. We have too much money going to the police officers, not enough for social workers. We need more to refund like the actual communities. I'm looking at the math here. And now you're trying to tell me you can't do that. I don't understand now. Right. It's like it's like you right. can't really it's it's harder to bullshit people with this sort of like, well, you know, that 
the reason we're not tackling that is because we have to no like we're seeing the building on fire for what it is now and you're just trying to tell us you want to put out the garage when we're like the fuck of the whole thing is on fire let's do that right like uh, finding out that home ending homelessness is cheaper than keeping it going in los angeles Mm-hmm. I was so baffled. And then I also learned back a few years back, there was this uh, incident where the police were beating up these black girls who were in swimsuits in McKinney, Texas. Yeah, and then I the ended up seeing a couple. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple documentaries about that specific area because it's very close to my house. And what a large reason why the police harass black people in my neighborhood and their neighborhood is because they assume they come from the affordable housing units that the city was forced to make that everyone who has a house thought would drive down their property value. So the police like harass them. The community kind of hates them because they didn't want poor apartment people near their nice houses. And to find all of that out, I was like, wow, like I just, mm-hmm. you know, you see a news story and you're just like, oh, the police beating people up. But to find out that there's so much structural thing, like stuff happening. And who has yeah. time to look that shit up all the time? I just accidentally saw that. Right, right, so, right. But I mean, it goes back to redlining and like the structural things that have been in place since the beginning of the 20th century or like early mid 20th century. Like yeah. just, yeah, property and segregation and. Uh, but that's America where we're at, right? Like before. Default- you know, it's easy, Lacey, for you or I, anybody to look at them and be like, yeah, there the cops go again. That's how they do it. Mm-hmm. And then now we're in a world where we can be a little more, we're adding more texture and understanding it that it's not just like this nebulous thing of like bad racism or like Absolutely. greed. You're like, yeah. no, it's at this level with how we are planning our cities, who we give loans to, the idea of how property values work and tying that to black bodies, meaning that it, it is going to decrease things. Now we're, we just need more people to be able to see what is happening because then we have less people who can get bullshitted by the mechanics. You know what I mean? Because That's if right. more of us understand, then it's not as it's, it's much harder to dismiss us when we're saying, no, 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 we, we've we've read the books. We know what's going on. We don't like, right. you. you know, this ain't the village anymore. We've been yeah. outside the walls. It's not this shit that you were telling us. So now come with it. Yeah. Laura Ingram is this. This is Miles, as you wrote in her doc. This is like uh, a good tile for your fucked up 2020 political bingo card. Laura yeah. Ingram is out here trying to get the Republicans uh, in line with the idea that Biden will be president. <laughs> yeah, I thought she. You know, she's been willing to fucking go full throttle on every other bullshit story that's come out of the White House, and you know, a cape for white supremacy at every turn. But yeah, she. She went on her show, she got on her Nazi soapbox, and she did the unthinkable by acknowledging the reality of what the election results are. She even used the fucking word reality on her show. Um, Here, I'll play the clip for you real quick. But uh, she's basically, I'm going to play it from the point where she basically is saying like, look, y'all, it's me, Laura, it's your girl. Um, It's your girl, Lolo. Let's be real. Let's be real. (laughs) Keep those hearts going. Um, I'd be lying to y'all if I said Trump had a way to win, okay? I think, you know, we got to deal with the reality that Joe Biden will be inaugurated on January 20th. And it was like, what the fuck? Shut up! And then she... And then she... But then you know she has to pivot because she can't just be out here being like, he's going to be president. Of course, then she begins to cast dispersions. And But just listen to this. To say this does not mean I don't think that this election was rife with problems and potential fraud. 
And to say this does not constitute being a sellout to the conservative populist movement that I've been fighting for for, I don't know, 25 years. You're shook. Uh, and it does not mean that I disagree at all with the president's right and obligation to pursue all legitimate legal challenges to this outcome. To say this constitutes living in reality. And if I offered you a false reality, if I told you that there was an excellent, phenomenal chance that the Supreme Court was going to step in and deliver a victory to President Trump, I'd be lying to you. Oh, shit. Ooh. Lolo said, my producers came in and said they're going to cancel my show for yeah. being propaganda if we don't start telling the truth. She's like, look, unfortunately, I got kind of the taste for finer things when I wasn't on TV all the time, and I can't just be rocking with my pillow anymore. Uh, said, look, I, I need to I've been to doing racism for 25 years. <laughs> Y'all know your girl, okay? If there's yeah, an right. oppression to be had, I'm eating, sis. Right, but- right. <laughs> But this one is just not going to work. I mean, I love this. To say this constitutes living in reality. That's a pretty, (laughs) like, forceful way of talking about it. Not that she's, like, dunking on them, but she's trying to be, like, I think on some level she doesn't want to be. She knows, like, it's, it's really just ridiculous to try and keep rejecting it when everyone knows behind the scenes they're saying the same thing. So, yeah, good for her. I'm, I'm curious if they'll cancel her. I don't know how Tucker's doing since the he asked for evidence and was accused of being a, uh, what is it, a Comet Pizza regular. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see uh, what happens here. But I think like anything, you know, all of this was happening along on Monday with all of like a ton of establishment uh, Republicans being like, come on, y'all. Like, I think we, it's time to do something here. It's not, it, you, you need evidence because what you're coming with is all kinds of fucked up and Rudy Giuliani is just making an ass out of himself. And I can't, I can't go out there and defend that. So I think that also is what triggered Trump's sort of half-assed concession where he's like, I've decided for the good of the country to tell Emily Murphy to begin the transition. Doesn't mean um, I'm conceding to fuck that. Like it would, but he, but he did, but you know, he is, he is beginning that process. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of shit moving now. This yeah. does make me think about the possibility of like, so Trump says he's going to come back and run in 2024. Uh, hopefully he's in jail and that's not possible, but a lot of people are like, well, somebody else is just going to come right in and pick up the mantle and be like the populist choice for the Republican party. But like that person will need to be anointed by Trump and therefore <laughs> sign on with like a bunch of really wild bullshit like mm-hmm. that that you know the one of the people who most pe- uh most gets discussed as a possibility for that is Tucker Carlson but like he wasn't willing to go cross that bridge into just a fantasy world and so he's not going to be the guy that Trump is uh, putting out there as like his heir apparent. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna take. I think it's not gonna happen until like younger people. You know, like right. this generation of politicians, they still they still have this sort of idealized way of becoming a politician or getting into office, which is like I won because I had more support. Right. You know, like because it's and it doesn't. No one like wants to win a sporting event by cheating. You know, on that level. So I think there, it there's gonna be there's just needs to be not there needs to be but. Those people who are going to be, you know, gleefully accepting a Trump anointment or whatever, they're going to be on the same wavelength. It's like, I don't give a fuck who likes me. I'm here to fucking force my worldview on an entire nation. That's my fucking dream. Not to be the president who is voted and I get to wave out of a car. It's like, 
No, I want to be, you know, the fucking king of my island, essentially. And that's, I think that mentality isn't as widespread quite yet. I think the only people who think like that are like ethno-nationalist people who are like, honestly, the only way we can keep America white is if we like have some kind of autocratic regime who's quite literally kicking people of color out or segregating them from the white population. So it's a it, it's a bit of an evolution that is going to take place, but it's beginning, you know, because you see already like the supporters who are in smaller numbers who are like absolutely their heads are on fire about this being like, fuck democracy, fuck this place. These other people don't know what they're doing. We need to actually tell them what the rules are now. Um, you mentioned a name uh, a moment ago, Emily Murphy, that we haven't really talked about, uh, but she is the woman at the GSA that was in charge of releasing the funds for the transition who yeah. finally kind of went through with that decision. Um, but <laughs> so spitefully. Yeah. She, so what, what, what's she got going on? Where, where is she at with all well, this? So, you know, I think the, the, the moment we were like, Oh shit's kind of moving was because this GSA thing came out because a lot of it right. was like the fact that they're holding up the cash to, you know, sort of financially and sort of officially acknowledge that there is going to be a transition of power the fact that that wasn't happening was like, it was like, what the f- okay, right. uh, who is this person? Uh, she's a, you know, was working at the RNC and other places before that. Uh, prior to this, she was saying this in this Washington Post, Post article that just saying like the days up leading up to her finally saying like, okay, we'll do it. Whether that came from the president or her sort of, you know, being like, don't worry, I got your back. Uh, we're pretty fraught. In this thing, it says, quote, uh, from this, from the Washington Post article, uh, Murphy wanted a more certainty before triggering the transfer of power. So she was in a position where she didn't know what the fuck to do because everything was so every everyone was angry at her. Essentially, right. uh, she was saying even as her resistance was upending hundreds of years of peaceful uh, handovers, she considered the uh, the milepost to come. Battleground states would certify the vote, and Trump's legal team uh, legal fight would play out. That's what she was saying. She's like, that's what I think is going to happen. But then the, there was the president's anger and the risk that he would fire her and her top aides if she moved forward. Republicans at her party, while privately acknowledging that Trump had lost, uh, were sticking with the president in public. Murphy had little cover. Then threats came in as furious Trump critics demanded that she release the money. And then on, if you saw yesterday, there were a lot of Congress people being like, hey, Emily Murphy, bring your ass to the fucking hill to fucking talk about this shit. And she's like, well, maybe we'll send a proxy. And they were like, no, no. We want you. We need you here to talk to us, to test. We need to, you need to explain to us on the Hill what is going on. And once that happened, like within an hour, it's like, all right, we've released the funds. Um, yeah. So the pressure worked, but her letter had big Karen energy. Yeah. Like it wasn't like some, hey, y'all, like I fucked up or anything like that. It started off with, it's like, it's addressed to Joe Biden. Okay. Is that how the letter starts? And as the, adm- this is a, straight verbatim from the letter dear Quote, joe biden yeah well, it's like <laughs> dear, dear mr the, president it's like the honorable <laughs> joseph r biden jr i right. think is what it said but this is then wild. it starts off with as the administrator of the u.s general services administration i have the ability under the presidential transition act of 1963 as amended to make certain post-election resources and services available to assist in the event of a presidential transition and you know it. The, it's like that's your duty, yeah, girl. We know it's not an ability, right? <laughs> that's why right. we're having it's this conversation in the first that's place. That's why we're mad because right. you right, just right. didn't do your job. Right. I'm gonna be like, yo, as a custodian, I have the ability 
to right. clean up refuse on the ground. It's like it's the job description, not to demean right. it in the work, but like to say to describe your thing as like a superpower rather than like that's your function in that job. It's so stupid to try and like keep your power. Then as it goes on, she says, I have dedicated much of my adult life to public service and I have always strived to do what is right. Please know that Girl. I came to my decision independently based on the law no, and available facts. No, you didn't. Then she then she takes a little bit of a turn and says, to be clear, I did not receive any direction to delay my determination. I did, mm -hmm. however, receive threats online, by phone, by mail, directed at my safety, my family, my staff, and even my pets in an effort to coerce me into making this determination prematurely. Even in the face of thousands of threats, I always remained committed to upholding the law. Did she get our threats yeah. by land and by sea? Because we also <laughs> right. send threats that way. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> by air, by drone, she get those? Like, it, I don't to know. To be clear, it's... like this has never been held up before by this position. Ever. Like This is unprecedented, Ever. and she is fully inserting herself into the line of the peaceful transition and making it a fucking complete yep. disaster well she's not very smart because what she did yeah. was delay the longevity of her own career like every good republican knows when to jump off the ship they exploit their racist community but they're like well we can't get too racist because that'll really you know fuck right. with my hedge funds like i don't know so when she saw the election results she should have just facilitated the peaceful transfer of power but in instead yeah. she allowed so the, the party to put pressure on her and then right. when the pressure was on her, all of a sudden she didn't realize it was going to turn against her. We were going to figure out who she was and we were going to start hitting her girl, old girl <laughs> up and dragging her by her brown edges. But to <laughs> end my point, um, she also threw herself under the bus in this letter. She's not a smart person because she doesn't know how to play chess. Because for you to send a public letter, right, and you think, oh, I'm reading him down. I got this job. I allocate the funds. Me, girl, Just so me. so you know. But, right. but there is a sentence in there that will ruin your career and that is i made this decision independently without mm -hmm. any pressure you should have thrown everybody under the bus you should have yeah. been like look rudy giuliani bust in my office fucking hair dry flying hair hair dye flying everywhere and he was like don't you give him the money like he you actually got throw hair dye ruined the dye i was gonna approve it but he came through dripping with hair dye i had to <laughs> reprint the dye that's what the delay was it wasn't that a <sighs> so yes she is now uh you know this happens. People bet on, put their money on MAGA, and it's fucking, it goes poof. Like, Ugh. what the fuck were you doing? Like, but she really thought, she's like, oh, wait till I'm, I'm going to be at the Rock Nation brunch uh, of racists. <laughs> by always, always, always. By actually it. doing the, the best thing for Trump. And look where so it got stupid. you. It's so just really, stupid. it's, yeah, it's, yeah, you know. She's just what, not bright. You know Come what? It's, it's what we're seeing. People are fucking around, and then they are finding out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And before we move on to a couple of scams, uh, I wanted to talk about these Dennis Quaid. No, not Dennis Quaid. Randy Quaid. Sorry. I, I went a click too reasonable there. Uh, Randy Quaid uh, clips that the president, or I guess a clip and then a bunch of tweets the president is retweeting, they seem to be intentionally like unhinged and scary. And like he has like a red and green blinking light and his face is fully filling up the shot 
Should we even? That's how you want to shoot. Yeah. Can we? Can we just play the audio? It's so bizarre. Yeah, I wasn't sure like what the lighting situation was. If it was Christmas lights, because I only saw red and green. I think it's the full spectrum. But he's a fat man with a beard, so you're like, yeah, I was like, I I got Christmas vibes too. Yeah. Okay, let's let's hear his uh, warning shot to Fox News. Fox News daytime ratings have completely collapsed. Weekend daytime, even worse. Very sad to watch this happen. But they forgot the one. He did some weird mouth thing. They forgot what made them successful. What got them there? They forgot the golden goose. <laughs> the only difference between the 2016... 20- okay, I gotta stop. It's It yeah. only goes on. He's like, the only difference between 2016 and 2020 is Fox News. It's just amazing to imagine him shooting that, rewatching it, and being like, yep, print, post. Or even funnier, that was the fourth one, fifth one he had to do. <laughs> the, the part this where he goes... Is- <laughs> That seems like he could have he could have cut right there and did an edit. Yeah, Bruh, This is the <laughs> disease of celebrity, and this is why mm-hmm. I love my mom and my family because I will always be regular as hell. Because you get to a point where people love your dirty draws, and they'll just be like, "Yes, you walk it. You better walk. You better eat food at the restaurant. We love you." And so you just start thinking you can say anything. This is wild. This man is wild. like, how do you you get really close to your mic and you talk like this? What is what's happening? Mosley. <laughs> sounds oh my like God. It sounds like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the ghost of Christmas past or future, whichever the scary one is, as played by like Jim Carrey trying to do a villain character. Anna Hosnia was saying. Oh, sounded, right, right. There's like some him. definite like Car- Jim Carrey, evil Jim Carrey vibes going on there. It's um, just, you know, it, it's powerlessness. It reminds me like, like this whole thing he was, this whole energy he was putting out was as if he was this fucking wizard right yeah Who, like don't fuck with me bro because even though you're winning right now in reality i'm doing spells in my bathroom that are gonna yeah. fuck you up bro you don't know you don't and it's like some shit just for yourself like they're just gassing themselves up because they took such a huge l uh big l rest in peace and they were <laughs> actually out here like they're having to trick themselves into feeling this like power that they don't have that's why like that i've i was trying to find this other video i was seeing of this other guy who like on maga tiktok who's like this is a warning we have been activated and we will fight for our country like it's this weird shit of like you know like not to fuck with be like a bully in high school or whatever but like you know how like in high school sometimes there's some weird kids who'd be like meowing and shit at you and like barking because like they're like, I'm going to be weird. And that's my yeah, power because I'm just trying to make sense. Yeah. Or just being Theatricality. like. I, yeah. Of like I just sort of overcome shit. I think he thought he sounded like James Earl Jones. <laughs> 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 he listened to that and he heard James Earl Jones and that's not what happened. They're also starting to do like songs that are creepy. Like, you know that song, The Hanging Tree from Hunger Games? It's like, uh, are no. you, are you going to the tree? It's like that kind of thing, but they remixed it with Trump and it's like, get on the Trump train. Are you, are you coming to oh. the train? And wow. like, I saw it and I was so terrified. <laughs> it was, 
If you Google yeah. Trump Train, you will find this song, and it is terrifying. <laughs> I mean, like death cults they think don't end. Slaves. Yeah, the song is like, death cults don't start chains. out. <laughs> death cults don't start out like real creepy and shit. Like everybody wearing robes, they like just develop in that direction. So maybe that's just what we're seeing is them kind of going. Yeah. Going full cult, uh, yeah. Because in I the just song hope, like, they're talking about breaking chains. I said, "Who put you in chains? Y'all uh, made the chains." Well, that's that's the the whole theme of them right now is like they're doing sort of this weird blackface thing of like they're like we are the slaves now. Like I'm no, no, you're not. Oh. Shut the fuck yeah. up about that. There's, tell me, I'm like, and it's so weird to see them like agree with each other. It's like, yeah, man. I mean. I guess when we're trying to fight for our freedom, like to not be put in these like cancellation camps, like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, y'all are so dumb, man. Like you think this shit that you do in your weird fantasy world, like is what we're going for. It's like, no, the the aims are different. Like in in a world where I think the, the policies of progressive people are played out to the end. Even these MAGA people be like, no, my life's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, But Every, but I look at everything. I look at progress as a fucking zero sum game where there's winners and losers. Oh, who thought of it first? Uh, well, then I'm against it. This is just all bullshit. But yeah, it, it. I hope like the kids who are meowing by the library and shit like that and doing animal noises who now have become like therapists and like uh, like engineers and things like that. They'll grow out of it. But I don't know. Racism is a hell of a drug. We're just yeah. seeing, the withdrawals we're seeing right now are truly something else. Ooh. Wild. Um, a couple of scams I wanted to get your thoughts on, Lacey, uh, Scam Goddess. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a new scam where it's kind of a two-sided scam, a mutually beneficial scam where uh, small countries like Cyprus are offering uh, something called citizenship by investment, uh, which mm. is where where rich people like donate you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to the country and can then become citizens of that country. And, you know, so basically citizenship becomes something you can buy as opposed to something that has to do with, like, where you were born. Um, And the idea is, like, this used to be a big deal for countries like, you know, Pakistan, where that might be on, like, a uh, travel advisory list or some shit like that. And now that the U.S. is crumbling rich people in the U.S. are starting to buy this shit up to so that they feel like, first of all, they can flee if the taxes get too much, but also they can flee once we come for them. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to start selling passports as well to places like <laughs> <Yeah>. Honda. <laughs> yeah, they're like, try and find it. It's not on any of these lists, so you can go anywhere you want with that. That's what you want is, is something that's not on the map. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's made of vibranium, so be careful with that. The other thing, I mean, they have this in the U.S. too, right? Like, because, you know, right. I think a lot of countries, like, it's like, like you spend like $2 million or some shit, and then it's like, all right, we'll 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 relax our immigration laws. But it's interesting that, like, in the context, especially of the U.S. passport being like a fucking scarlet letter in terms yeah. of trying to travel around the world, I'm like, fuck, bro, right. like, I'll drop fucking $3 million for a Cyprus passport just so I can go to fucking, you know, Argentina, wherever the fuck people go on these whimsical jet setter vacations and then one other scam that i hadn't really thought about uh but people somebody who's like a uh political historian uh for nbc tweeted the question of like where will president donald trump's presidential library be located uh and obviously that florida. Got a whole 
<laughs> whole host of uh, <laughs> responses. Somebody created a fake website that had like stuff like the alt right auditorium and like just <laughs> very detailed layout of what his uh oh shit like, what oh, his the renderings are look like. amazing yeah the renderings are pretty Trump detailed <laughs> and like a COVID nineteen victim reflection pond where you can reflect on all the victims of that disease. It's- it's just a mirror where it has an outline of Trump's hair. So when you look at it, you can just kind of frame your face with Trump's hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He I'll, would really I'll have sure. that That's, in his library, though. Oh, the victim reflection library. pond is a mirror for him. It's not yeah. a fucking anything. You know what I mean? Can um, I say that his library would probably be the most fun of all the presidential libraries? Because I bet you there'd be like a bar in that bitch. You could probably buy, score some Adderall. <laughs> like it's <Right>. cheap. <laughs> Get anything they, over there. Yeah. So that is so that's something like I had always heard of presidential libraries. I knew they were a thing. I didn't realize they just happened like starting in the 20th century because FDR like they needed to store his presidential papers, like all the papers he left behind. And so they were like, yeah, we'll do a library where you can like look through all of his shit. And like from there, it ballooned into this thing where now it's just like a propaganda. It's like a Disney attraction that is a propaganda wing Mm -hmm. for like how that president wanted to view their own presidency. Like Richard Richard Nixon, uh, up until uh, a few years ago, had like his account of the Watergate scandal was a coup perpetrated by his rivals um, <laughs> at, at the Nixon library. Um, you can Rhett, visit like the hater section. It's just like all the CIA. It's like, yeah, right. exactly. It's kind of a great scam that you just like get to create an entire like physical location that is just a propaganda like Disney attraction. Like Reagan has a whole air hangar with like yeah. his Air Force One have you been like there? a bunch of the helicopter? No, I haven't. It's like a trip you take. I remember I think when I was like seven or some shit, or some sometime in the nineties. I was like, "What is this fucking?" It's thing? in California, right? Yeah, they're yeah. so dangerous. It's just that's a, a huge issue with American history is we love some propaganda in America. Like I've said it a million times, like we rewrite history all the time, and it does have an effect on what people see and what people think of this country. Right. Yeah. So it's. Not great. Donald Trump's presidential library will probably paint a huge difference. I bet you there's no acknowledgement to COVID. I bet you it just didn't happen. It's like. Yeah. No, that'll be because it already is way more of a Donald Trump style, like bullshit machine than I had realized. Like with the like they even took a Irish pub that Ronald and Nancy Reagan had like stopped in and had a beer in. They took that and like just cart like broke it down, broke the Irish pub down in Ireland, put it in boxes, sent it to California, and rebuilt the pub. And then like put the glasses that they drank out of like under gl- like museum glass, so you can't touch it. You can just like see it. It's very strange. It's like a did the weird... pub want that? What if you were a I... pub owner and one day they just came and was like, "Look, we actually need yeah. this for the presidential library, so y'all ain't got a pub no more." I'm like, you need it for what? Yeah. The president's. This is my fucking pub. What the fuck are you talking about? Look, there's, here's a, no, remember when, there's a bartender when still in, in there. Like, what the? He's the fuck wiping is down happening? an invisible counter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not there anymore. Just force of habit. Like, remember when you served that Heineken to that old white man? Yeah. So now we need your business. <laughs> what? 
who was that guy? He did a t- he did a really offensive Irish accent when he was in here too. <laughs> nah, come on, that that guy, great actor. He would nail an Irish accent, right? But that's also a flex when you could like brute force be like, I want that thing here now. Right? I don't it's... care. Like break the fucking pub down and crate it and ship it here and then rebuild it in Simi fucking make a valley. Replica. Now that we have what is undoubtedly going to be our worst ex-president in the history of the presidency, like it, the idea that pre- ex-presidents get to be like the kid from the toy where he's just like, give me that person, bring them here now, uh, is pretty wild. Like yeah. that, and probably going to backfire uh, in the way that everything about this dude's presidency oh. has like shown the... Shown America's ass to the world. He's gonna be like, I want, I want an animatronic section. Like, have you, like, you know how <laughs> like historical reenactments? So I want a big version of me, and I'm fucking, I'm ripping Hillary's head off, and I'm punching <laughs> it into the sea. Like, and literally, be the 2016 election. And Would then that we'll surprise you? Would that surprise you at no. all? Then we'll have another section with Robert Mueller where I pants him and you can see how weird his butt is and everyone laughs. <laughs> and then that'll be the <laughs> Russia investigation. It's like, I feel like he would go that far to just completely just oh, wholesale. Be like, that was the Russia investigation? You pantsing Robert Mueller and laughing at his weird butt? It's on a plaque. The Hall That's of Presidents happened. is just him like 20 different times taking credit for... Uh, ending slavery and like everything other presidents did, just in different. Yeah, you ways. know Barack is not going to be in there either. No, no. Oh no, it's Trump in blackface. Yeah, yeah. That's being the Barack Obama. You no, know, he's been dying to yeah. do that. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> oh Jesus, uh, Lacey. As always, so fun having you. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Oh, you can find me on the interwebs at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey on all platforms. If you want to listen to my podcast, if you like scams and comedy, uh, Scam Goddess Podcast, anywhere that you get your podcasts. I don't think I can talk about anything else. Oh, um, all the episodes of ABC's The Con should be out, and I'm a talking head on that show, which is a scam in and of itself. Uh, But (laughs) it's fun. Watch The Con on ABC. And Lacey, is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Yes, there's a couple tweets I've been enjoying. Okay, here's one from Anastase Ha. Uh, she says, my eight-year-old in the car today. Do you want me to throw the confetti in my pocket? Me, no, not in the car. Why do you have confetti in your pocket? Eight-year-old, it's my emergency confetti. I carry it everywhere in case there's good news. <laughs> that is, I want to adopt that as a personal policy that rules. I was like, I love this child. Okay, we've got one from JuicyB underscore 25. Credit Karma, you're on a roll now. Experian, no the fuck you not. (laughs) 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 And then I have to end with my own tweet, which is uh, did y'all make ashtrays in the third grade art or are y'all not from Texas? (laughs) Wait, that was a thing? For real? Ashtray art? I made that too. I really? Made we made ashtrays. Yeah. West Virginia. Oh, I, damn that! I guess over here we uh, we made our own little Zen rock gardens. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that sounds like no, California shit. No, we did fucked right. up shit. Like you're like we're making Native American buckskin art, and it's like bring in a, a brown paper bag to crumple it up, and then it'll have the texture of a deer skin, and then do like wild problematic stick figures, and then we'll pretend to be Native Americans. Right. That so was still fun. as problematic, but just well intentioned. 
Yeah, um, I guess so. I mean, but which, it, like, that's I, California. That's basically yeah, California. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, because I didn't come home with like something tangible. Like, at least you guys had a tangible ashtray. Like, I came with like floppy old, you know, garbage bag. And my mom's yeah. like, the fuck is this? Well, it was like, just a like, art project to give an excuse for them to give you your first pack of cigarettes in second grade. Right. They're like, make the little divots to hold the cigarettes. <laughs> like, they didn't really? say that, but they, but you were pinching it. You knew what little... was it, what it was for. They're like, well, <laughs> yes. does, does, does daddy or mommy smoke cigars? Because based on how big this notch is, that would be a Cohiba, <laughs> I would think. But okay. <laughs> uh, Miles, where can people find you, follow you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, man. Uh, tw- uh, Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray, and then the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. Uh, and a tweet I like is from, uh, at Molly Lambert saying, you would think more people would be stoked to cancel Thanksgiving. Uh, cause it's, <laughs> it is all kinds of mixed, mixed emotions around the holiday. Uh, right. cause like, I mean, I get it. I think it's, it, I think on one level you'd you maybe don't like the having to get your shit together to go to Thanksgiving. But at the end of the day, like if you, you know, have a decent relationship with your family, you like just laying down and eating and screaming from a couch all day. So. Same, but I do. Different we're strokes. doing Thanksgiving on Zoom uh, because my aunties are determined to shade me. They're like, no, 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 no. We will be asking you why you're not married on a holiday. Yeah. So they're like, so, you, so you're on TV multiple times. You have all these successes, and you're still what's so what's going on, Lacey? Why you had all man? Are they trying to solve your life? Like, do, are they trying to ask you like really specific questions? Like, well, how do you do your hair when you go out? <laughs> no, listen, it'd be like that. They were like, when you go to the grocery store, do you look cute? I was oh, like, yeah. why? They were like, grocery store on Tuesdays and Fridays, all the men be in there. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, Tuesdays like... and Fridays. Wow. So specific. I had it's no a idea. universal constant. Is <laughs> that like all the hot guys are there? Uh, so, ladies, there you go. Pull up to Whole Check Foods if out. you want one with his own place. Hey. <laughs> or they're uh, smart and they live with their parents. Also, Zeit Gang, it's time for the holidays, which means you got to lace your loved ones in the finest fabrics, the, the merchiest of merchandise for the show. Uh, support the show by heading over to Tee Public because, oh, it's the sale is on right now. Uh, you can get t-shirts for 13 bucks. You can get a mug for 11 bucks. You can get a Zeit Gang mask for $8 to let people know you're not here for the bullshit. So check out tpublic.com slash the daily zeitgeist, and uh, you'll go to our store. And also check the socials because the sale is popping. A tweet I've been enjoying at Dan White tweeted perfect opportunity to flex on an old flame, uh, <laughs> cash bag, sunglasses, uh, money stack, <laughs> and then it's just a screen cap of uh, of a conversation he had. Dow over thirty thousand. He said, <laughs> "What?" She said, "The Dow. I follow the stock market now." Parentheses in New York. She said, okay, <laughs> question mark. And then you sent her a link to is the Dow up today.com. Helpful finance website if you ever want to invest your personal finances bullishly, parentheses aggressively. Her, oh, did man. you need something? Dividends, lull, what the stock market <laughs> pays you for being in it. And then she says, be honest, do you have over $10,000 in the stock market? He says, I have roughly $94, heavily diversified. <laughs> He's like, I have an Acorns app. Oh, shit. I love damn white, man. That dude cracks me the fuck up. Find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com. 
where we post our episodes and our footnotes, Yo. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what shall we ride out on today? Oh, we shall ride on into this the holiday season with a track aptly titled What I Want the Most, and it's by Diamond Cafe, who is an artist, I believe, I want to say Canada, maybe? Yes, multi-instrumentalist uh, Tristan Thompson. Uh, not that Word? one. Yeah, not that one. Uh, <laughs> not but that one. The vibes of this album is like dope. It's like, I, it's, I'm, I'm presuming it's somewhat modern, uh, but it's got like good like Prince sort of R&B feel to it. Um, Ooh. It's, it's definitely like some, you know, get your old folks robe on. Uh, it's like type music. And I think some people don't talk about it. So yeah, check this out. Diamond Cafe, what I want the most. I'm just looking here, and it does not look like Diamond Cafe was nominated for a Grammy yesterday, so uh, I'm not going to listen. Uh, uh. I'm going to turn off the show before <laughs> that, because I I get all my musical cues from the super relevant musical taste of the Grammys. Uh, they always get it right. They're always Especially with Beyonce. It, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, they're like, oh, okay, that that's like the... The dude who you say has a nice shirt on and he wears it every day for the rest of the year. Yep. Like they, they know that the Beyonce is cool, so they just nominate her over and over again. That was like me. But not. don't give it to her. Snub right. lemonade they from won't give Beck's it right. yeah, album. Of course not. I'll on. never forget that shit. But I love Beck. But fuck that. <laughs> fuck that, though, yeah. Also, it's interesting. Who do you think is... I mean, when you listen, you'll tell me who the more can, uh, talented Canadian Tristan Thompson is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Tristan Thompson, the basketball player, is Canadian, too? Yeah, he was born in Toronto. Yep. Toronto. 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 Oh, he's Toronto? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to talk uh, some Thanksgiving-related trends. We'll talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Bye.